Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk all about AEW Dynamite from last night, Adam Cole and Christian, FTR and the Bucks, and we talk about the debut of Samoa Joe. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Let's get back to the main event from Dynamite of last night. FTR and the Bucks. Obviously, we saw FTR last Friday in what I thought was maybe one of the match, if not the match of the year against the Briscoes. And then you see him against the Bucks. Tony Khan talked about it on our show. If you missed it, go to the SiriusXM app or subscribe to the Busted Open podcast. But man, one hell of a main event last night. As you know, just like yourself, big fan of tag team wrestling. And they did tag team wrestling perfect last night. And it was so good. There was When they did the double sharpshooters and the people were just reacting, I was like, that's it. They got them. Yep. And they took them on a ride. There was so many times where I didn't know what the finish was. And they just kept going and they kept building it. There was so, uniqueness. I mean, <clears throat> couldn't tell you how much the young bucks besides proud how much i enjoy watching them wrestle i mean they really they could do so much and yet they still are heels and yes the fans cheer for their greatness but man they still go for heel mode when they're when they're complete heels and ftr who i always thought were amazing heels really good baby faces it was almost like role reversal and that match was great man you also think about I look at, I don't know, I've become so much more reflective in life with FTR, where they were, and left WWE because they wanted more. They they believed in tag team wrestling. They believed in themselves. And they've, I mean, think about this week for them, but they've gone out and seriously like, hey, we're the best tag team in the world, and we're going to show it to you. And from, you know, the, the jackets that they wore to the music, you know, kind of they reminded me of like the Midnight Express meets Larry Zabisco and Arn Anderson. There were so many different things, throwbacks uh, between them. Those guys, you know, kudos to them. What a great match. And, and you could tell, too, they're, they're banged up. They're having, you know, real, real physical matches 
all the time, but they've been on this path. They have two titles. We haven't seen that. Mm, I mean, Deanna Perrazzo mm-hmm. had it, Kenny Omega. So, I mean, they're in top echelon of tag teams right now. We'll go down in the history of business as one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And when I say that, there's new generations. You know, that they're a new generation of great tag teams. Tommy, for me as a fan, as a longtime fan, what FTR is doing right now, and you got to give some credit to the Young Bucks, but I've said it on the air many times. I respect the Young Bucks. I just, a lot of what the Young Bucks do, I don't get. They they do a style of wrestling that I'm not the biggest fan of. That's not, that's not taking any credit away from them. What they've been able to build is tremendous. But FTR is more, I think you would agree, is more of that technical storytelling type of tag team that I enjoy more than say the young bucks but when you put the young bucks in a big match they they bring that big match feel and to have a tag team match as the main event that's something that normally doesn't happen we see it in the wwe but it's usually like two main event wrestlers let's see if they can coexist and let's put them in a tag team and they're in the main event but that's just to set up a singles match down the road to have actual tag teams in a main event a match like we saw last night Man, you have to go back to the 90s, 80s for that type of tag team wrestling. Like, there were there were a time, and maybe fans don't remember it, but we'll remind them. There were times, the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express, the Road Warriors, the Koloffs, the, you know, the Andersons, you know, Tully Blanchard and Arneson. They main evented shows. I mean, I, I know for myself, I went to two shows at the Meadowlands when I was a kid where the Road Warriors and the Koloffs was the main event. And the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express was the main event. That's what that's what people came to see. Yeah. And that's what people were that's why people tuned in last night was to see FTR and the Young Bucks. And it's not like I, I know we've both been to shows where they would have like, let's say, Hogan and Savage. You know, they were two top single guys fighting, you know, big boss man and Akeem, let let's say. But these are established tag teams that have been main eventing a pay-per-view a television show the end of a show i mean you you said it best the rock and roll express the midnight express Oli and arn arn and tully the rockers i mean they were that was a throwback to all those great teams and there was times when i tell you like when they went for their i don't know what they call but the power and glory move and then nick jackson frankenstein them you know springboards frank and i was like whoa but then there was also simple stuff and tag team wrestling straight up cut the ring in half and you don't try to get your partner to your opponent to the other side they were desperation trying to attempt to make the tag and at one point they're on the floor he goes to make the tag and right before he does it he gets super kicked uh from the apron and that place was like boo it's a different way as opposed to old school run across the ring and blast the guy they just did it in such a unique way that entire match was unique they're false finishes they built to a great great story they also especially with the young bucks because he's been calling their matches for so long excalibur did an amazing job of telling that story and setting up for those moves and yes man the young bucks I was blessed, and I will say this all the time. They drew me my biggest houses all the time with House of Hardcore when when I was running shows, and it was I got to watch their greatness early on, and now when I see them on the, I was just like, I love it. I love watching them work. I really do. And FDR seemed to have controlled the pace in that match. Like 
think about it. The Young Bucks, what's the perception of the Young Bucks? You know, a lot of high spots, a lot of dives, a lot of flips, super kick after super kick. They don't tell much of a story. It's like a car crash, and it's like eating Twinkies and drinking Pepsi. It tastes good while you're doing it, but there's no nutritional value, and you forget about it as soon as it's over. But FTR are storytellers. I think you put those two teams together, Tommy, they tell a great story. And as I said, the Bucks bring big match feel. And they do it. And they did it last night. But FTR, I'm telling you right now, I, I'm, I'm praising FTR a lot. And I'm going to continue to do it. And hopefully I'm going to con- continue to do it many, many years. Because they are, to me, the best tag team right now. They really are. They're a good mix of old school and new school. They know how to storytell. Like you said, they're they're your technical geniuses when it comes to tag team wrestling. I, I can't praise FTR enough, especially the two, probably two match of the year candidates are what they've been able to do over the last week. The match with the Briscoes and the match last night with the Young Bucks. Um, I'm in agreement with you, except for... I get the Young Bucks, and I always have, and I understand everything that they do, and they do it with such ease. And Dave, when if you, seriously, if you just go back and you watch them and just study them, you're like, what pricks? What <laughs> pricks they are? Because they could do all these things physically, then why do they need to cheat? Why do they need to do something? And when you know they channel, I love when Nick channels a little bit of Randy Savage and Matt does a little bit of Shawn Michaels, like, you know, chewing the gum, even though I don't even know if he's chewing gum, but like he has a lot of early HBK in him. I mean, those two, I can't praise them enough. So uh, I think a good question for the nation, because we are seeing tag team wrestling's alive and well, because think about what we're talking about, Dave, and we're not talking about the champs. I mean, they're, they're, they're not the AEW champs, but they're the Ring of Honor champs and the AAA champs. But who is the greatest modern day, I'm talking right now, tag team in, in professional wrestling. You got the Briscoes. You got the Good Brothers. Um, Violent by Design is the tag team champions oh, yeah. in Impact Wrestling. There's a lot of really, really great tag teams right now. I think, I mean, and then. I, I mean, at start. WWE, I guess you have to say Orton and, right? You yep. have to RK Bro. Or Gable and uh, Otis. Otis. Who is the greatest tag team right now? I'm 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 putting my vote in right now, and I'm saying FTR. I'm saying Young Bucks. Hey everyone, Lindsey Rhodes here, and if you love football, you're gonna love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. With episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we cover every NFL angle and talk to guests from across the NFL world, Hall of Famers, analytics nerds, and I say that lovingly as someone who wants to be an analytics nerd very badly, fantasy football experts, all of it. They're discussions you're not going to find anywhere else. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Let's get into more from Dynamite that we saw last night. Let's start at the beginning. And that is Cole and Christian. Wow, what a great opening contest on Dynamite last night. Another great example of, you know, we did not have Christian, and I love Christian. We did not have him for nine years, I believe. It was a while. We talk about Steve Austin returning after 19 years. We did not have Christian and Christian's greatness of wrestling for nine years. 
And he also hasn't wrestled in AEW in a whole lot in, in a singles match. And that's the story that uh, Christian told. And yes, Christian is younger, but Christian is still in phenomenal shape. And Christian could legit win a title at any moment. But that match that he had with Adam Cole last night, what a great story. The people were so into it. He does some throwback stuff, um, but then the way he combines his stuff, and I've, I've wrestled Christian so many times, I'm literally seeing some of his stuff that he's doing, but then when he's altering, like, or getting it changed, or, you know, I'm like, oh, when he kicked Adam Cole in the stomach and then did the sunset flip, I probably had more bruises on my stomach from Christian's kicks to the stomach, and just all the things that he does to lead up like I loved how he it was all put together and you break it down but when you're also working with someone who's younger than you and faster than you but Christian has not missed a step at all in the ring and him just like I mean when I go back and I said it to Tony and I, and I say it to everybody if you want to learn how to have a great television match you should watch that first ever rampage Kenny Omega versus Christian because if you look at the amount of time they had and the pacing for a television match and it was for a title and all that stuff that was put into it was perfect. And he had a perfect match again with Adam Cole. Yeah, I agree. And Christian is somebody like, if you were to tell me, Oh, Christian's going to be in an opening match. I'm going to say, okay, maybe seven, eight minutes. That was not the case last night. That was 20 minutes. Plus you had two main events last night. Yeah, it, it really was a main event caliber match. And Christian is one of those guys. And we get into these conversations organically all the time on the air. Christian is somebody who should be in the hall of fame. If you look at the what he has been able to accomplish throughout his career, multi-time world champion, what nine-time tag team champion, all the you know those other titles that he held throughout his career, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. And you know you talk about great tag teams, one of the greatest tag teams of all time is Edge and Christian. You know, to me, he's a Hall of Famer, and he showed it, and he showed why in that match with Cole last night. Yeah, and just like the fans too biting. We talk about the Young Bucks and FTR about for their false finishes. There was another, still another time in that match where I did not know who was going to win. And that's the beauty of professional wrestling and the beauty of the match when it's put together properly. Both guys tore it up. Both guys going for their finishers. Both guys teasing different moves, even hitting uh, moves. The same with FTR and the Young Bucks, hitting each other's finishes, kicking out of that. That's amazing storytelling when you have the time to tell that story, as well as, you know, but for, for Christian. And then even the aftermath. And the aftermath was big, and it let it settle. And here's also the greatness of Christian. If you watch it, and if anyone that knows Christian after a loss, he is pissed off. And what is he still doing? He's got water over his eyes because he got his eye poked. And if anyone's ever really gotten their eye poked, that stuff hurts and Christian is still selling that afterwards and rightfully so because if he did not get poked in the eye he would have won that match and then you'd be talking about Christian in the championship uh title pitcher which if you think about it last year Christian was in three main events for three different companies and it shows you his value and his worth still Agreed. And then you look at Adam Cole and his worth and mm -hmm. it, what he's been able to do is fantastic. And, you know, Adam Cole is somebody a year ago. He was on the opposition. You know, we talk about the Wednesday Night Wars. The top guy with NXT at that time was Adam Cole. Now you're watching him on AEW TV. 
Yeah, and I mean, he was another one of those guys who was a staple for NXT, but always delivered the high-profile match and is still delivering the high-profile match where a lot of people are straight up saying he should be the AEW champion because of the matches that he's having. And when you have all that mix of all these top guys uh, together wrestling, but then what are they fighting for? That world title. Yep. Super duper special. And speaking of that world title, uh, what we saw uh, at the end of that match with Hangman Page, we had Tony Khan on the show yesterday. It's amazing to me. Tony Khan always spits a little knowledge on Busted Open every single time that he's on. And a lot of people picked up on what he said about Rampage. And he said that he was going to make Rampage bigger. He was going to go back to the roots of Rampage. And Rampage isn't a show that's been on for a very long time. Started in August. So you're only talking about six or seven months of Rampage. But this match between Cole and Hangman Page is taking place next week on Rampage. So a lot of people's preconceived notion of Rampage, Tommy, is it's the B-Show. And I can understand that thinking. Why? Because Dynamite's live every single week for two hours. Rampage is one hour, and most of the time, it's taped. That's not going to be the case next week in Texas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. They set the stage. Listen, I always think they do a great job of setting up the stage for Rampage. But yes, unfortunately, we live in an age of spoilers or people will put stuff out there. And if it's not live, at times people don't feel that they shouldn't watch it. But if you want to talk about a match that, you know, off the chart, you know, last week was another dream match with the Young Bucks again in top flight where it's like the future is uh, bright for tag team wrestling. Those top flighters is awesome, but they're still earning their stripes. And the Young Bucks kind of were top flight a a lot of years ago in Ring of Honor. So uh, when you have that mix... Solid, solid show, but I always like the promos. A lot of the promos lead up into uh, what's going to happen at Rampage, but I I like how he sets it all up, and I think we're going to see something special, but that main factor is what you said. It's live. It's live. And they also pitch for that Saturday show with Thunder Rosa, Yep, which is going to be different as well, and I I do. I love that. It's, It's not too much for me to digest. It's like, oh, okay, I'm looking forward to that. I'm watching anyway because I'm a fan, but... It's also getting the casual fans, and you also want to catch up because what's also happening, NBA playoffs are starting. So that's a that's a thing that you want to keep on people being interested to. I love SmackDown. Uh, I know I've told you this. I think SmackDown is the flagship show of WWE, not Monday Night Raw. I agree, and I get the. I don't feel, I don't feel the vibe of the Rampage as a secondary show. I don't feel that. But I, I can understand how fans do because it's taped afterwards and it's not. But the biggest thing is we're live, pal. Yep. And next week it's going to be live in Texas. Texas death match between Hangman Page and Adam Cole. Must watch TV on a Friday night. Hey, everyone. Lindsay Rhodes here. And if you love football, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. With episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we cover every NFL angle and talk to guests from across the NFL world, Hall of Famers, analytics nerds, and I say that lovingly as someone who wants to be an analytics nerd very badly, fantasy football experts, all of it. They're discussions you're not going to find anywhere else. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Somebody who should be on a billboard for AEW very soon because he's definitely going to be one of their biggest stars, Tommy, is Samoa Joe. We saw the debut last night against Max Caster. Uh, It was surreal seeing Samoa Joe come out on Friday night in Ring of Honor because you think about, I, I know personally some of the greatest matches I've ever seen were from Samoa Joe at Ring of Honor. And here he is with AEW and... Man, you said it earlier in the show, in the short history of AEW, probably one of the biggest debuts ever. If you go back with TNA, where we really got to see Samoa Joe excel in the wrestling industry, Mm. what did it all start off with? The headbutt. Yep. Of Kurt Angle. Yes. His career really kicked off. I love that beginning. Listen, straight up to Bowens and Caster, uh, that rap, Tony said they were going to deliver a rap. And it was awesome. Joe's reactions were great. And like it was kind of sort of like the roast that we just did. Joe's nodding. Well, that was pretty good. That was good. And, you know, even <clears throat> that little shot of, you know, when we were beating in the ratings, he was the champ. That was just a, a nice little 
shop more so at the company that they used to work for. And uh, but Joe was Joe. And I mean, you and I have talked about Joe versus Brock. You and I have talked about Joel versus Goldberg, Joe versus Roman Reigns. And then it just kind of fell short. But I feel we're going to see an amazing version of Samoa Joe because just like CM Punk, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Joe's a star and always will be a star. And his, there's so many great things I love about Joe. And he showed them all last night. And big fan. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Samoa Joe as well. <laughs> and it's so funny when it go when you when you think about a Samoa Joe and his accomplishments, and he's had many. But when you really look at Samoa Joe, it's really Ring of Honor. He had the Ring of Honor World Championship. He's part of the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. But I always felt, and I want to get your take and also get the take of the Busted Open Nation when it comes to Samoa Joe, I just don't think he's ever been used the way that he should have been used. Think about it. Ring of Honor, he's in all fame. He was a world champion once. Now, he had a long reign. And I think that's where he probably did his best work. You mentioned TNA. I mean, a hot debut, a, a hot feud, probably the feuded year. That's going back to what, 2007, 2008? When Samoa Joe debuted in TNA, hot start, ultimately Kurt Angle beat Samoa Joe, and I never thought Samoa Joe hit that pinnacle again with TNA. Then he goes to NXT and then to the main roster in the WWE. I just don't feel like Samoa Joe has ever used the way Samoa Joe should be used with a wrestling company. I saw glimpses of it with NXT and then glimpses of it in WWE, and that whole swagger about him. Here's another thing. I mean, you and I know this, or I especially know this. After Joe did his punches and his kick combo in the corner, when Joe started dancing, that's a different side of Joe that, you know, kind of like what we saw with The Undertaker. Joe has an amazing personality. Yeah. You also look at Joe, because remember for a while, he was one of the greatest commentators uh and that yes. has come along in a long, long time. Joe excels at everything that Joe does. Uh, and, and I'm I'm praising him because I'm a fan, always have been. I'm not talking about my friendship with him. I'm talking about straight up Joe, the character we see on television. And when healthy, God, he's on. And another little dig at, at Caster that threw at him about, hey, being injury prone. Joe, when you're an older wrestler like Joe is, Joe's also, you know, done some mixed martial arts type of stuff and that type of training. You're going to get hurt. <clears throat> Joe is in good shape. He's not in the WWE shape, but Joe's one of those guys where even when he carries weight, he moves so well for a guy his size. And I watched Joe, even like that corner kick he did, uh, the vintage Samoa Joe walk away back kick. Yep. He still has it. And his his dive through the ropes, that suicide dive, Joe is thicker, but Joe still fit through those ropes. And, and Joe is always explosive. And he's not as big as, I would like to say, Umaga, another guy who can move uh, well beyond his appearance. But Joe is like that, too. Joe is always explosive, doesn't get tired, even when he's carrying weight. He's carrying a little bit of extra weight, but he was also super lean in the WWE. But I don't think that matters because you look at him, still looks like Samoa Joe, still works like Samoa Joe, 
And I think, like you said, we're going to see the best version of Samoa Joe in AEW. I agree. And I want to see where he was in 2007, 2008 in TNA, because I just never thought that they ever reached that height again in that feud with Kurt Angle, which for those, this is, and and Tommy, I'm kind of going again on a little bit of a soapbox here. That's why I'm so glad that Impact Wrestling is showing a lot of the older footage of TNA. When they first started doing it, people were kind of shaking their head about it. This is what needs to happen because we've some of the best matches, some of the best times I had as a wrestling fan was those early days of TNA. And that feud with Kurt Angle is one of my favorite feuds of all time. And Dave, you also got to remember, and it's not it's not to be reflected, but we almost lost Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor yep. almost did not make it to 20. TNA, which has been on life support, now it's Impact Wrestling, hasn't been on life support in a while. They're coming up on Impact 20, and it's going to be, uh, what, Slammiversary, Bound for Glory, their two biggest pay-per-views. It's going to be 20 years. And trust me, because uh, plans are already being kind of laid out somewhat for acknowledging the past. And if there's a forbidden door that, you know, can be walked through, have some of those talents yeah. come back. Because 20 years is quite a milestone for, for a wrestling company. Uh, <clears throat> think about it. And we came so close to losing Ring of Honor. That's why, you know, it, it got thrown. Uh, uh, what is that when you throw a boat, a life raft? Right? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> like life support, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it, it was on it. Like you mentioned before, but they did, they throw they, they use their lifeline yep. and they've been able to not only survive, but thrive, I think. And you're right. There was always this dark cloud above TNA for whatever reason, but I don't feel that way with the current state of impact wrestling no, right now. Not at all. And there's going to be talent that come and there's going to be talent that go, but the company has, been doing really really well as a company because i like you know and, and we talked about this before about the outdated rating system but how many people wwe put out such an amazing stat over 1 billion people consumed wrestlemania product uh over this past weekend and that's like i said instagram facebook any form of social media that's also including television streaming service all that stuff 1 billion people that that's a good way to keep uh, eyes on the pro- on on what you're doing, and you keep on seeing progress. We're seeing progress with Impact. We're seeing progress with uh, AEW, and now we're hoping for progress with Ring of Honor. And why we're all talking about this is because of of the Samoa Joe and the progress of the in ring of Samoa Joe. And then you know, please always remember, and we've discussed this, but you know, I always have to say this. Rumors, rumors and speculation, rumors and speculation can hurt people and think about all the stuff about Joe that he was going through. In, and then he just straight up comes on our show and he's just like, yeah, I had COVID. They took the title off me. It was that simple. Yeah. That's simple of a decision. And everyone's like, oh, they didn't believe in him. And it's just sometimes we got to sit back and breathe. But I think Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe and uh, Keith Lee, two best debuts of the person we want to see as wrestling fans. And uh, they've still done Keith Lee right with him just popping up. I hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. I liked him putting somebody through the wall. I thought that was uh, impressive. And uh, though he's got heat with the Kool-Aid guy, um, 
but I think it was we need to see more of, of stuff like that because if you really want to think about it and you really want to push people, you could have a potential. I mean, think of the potential matchups. But I mean, if there isn't money in a Keith Lee Samoa Joe matchup, that are two guys who are agreed. I mean, we're talking about the show. We didn't even have CM Punk on it. I know. We didn't have CM Punk. And you mentioned about debut is probably no bigger than CM Punk. And by the way, the, the Kool-Aid pitcher that would go through the walls, it got old. The gimmick got old. But so you know, but now Keith Lee's bringing it back. I liked it. Yeah? You're mm-hmm. a big fan of oh, I love Kool-Aid. <laughs> I drank the Kool-Aid for years in ECW. Just listening to Jim Ross's. He used to say that all the time. I was injecting it. <laughs> um Listen, uh, when it comes to Samoa Joe, what do you want to see from Samoa Joe? I want to see Samoa Joe have classic Samoa Joe matches. And, man, there's so many matchups that can happen. Like I said, Samoa Joe versus Keith Lee. Because I'm using people as comparison because a lot of people compared Keith Lee to a Samoa Joe. CM Punk, Samoa Joe. I mean... That's a throwback to Ring of Honor. Yep. Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson Samoa Joe. versus Samoa Joe. John Moxley versus Samoa Joe. Hangman Page versus Samoa Joe. Christian versus Samoa Joe. I mean, the list goes on and on. MJF. If you want to talk about somebody to shut up MJF, uh, another another guy. Hey, look at uh, I when I I think of the past so many different times, do you know who Wardlow is becoming? Who? Goldberg. The pe- the cadence in the chant where people are chanting his yep. name. And I'm like, wow, you just caught lightning in a bottle. And we haven't even seen anything so far that Wardlow can do. And how they did it, it's the slow build. You have a massive mega star in your company, and he's going to go after your massive heel. And, and there's just all these different comparisons. And, and I don't know, I mean, there's Dreamer Brain and there's Tony Brain, but... I look at that, I'm like, holy crap. I, I I know he knows what he has. But then think about if, you know, you have Wardlow rising to the top, and then you're going to have Samoa Joe. Because, hey, guess what? I was you. And then Wardlow, that, that's a main event match. Once Wardlow gets through his uh, biggest cross he has to bear would be MJF. Because yes. you know we're building to that. Of course. But there's so many great matches Think of the great match that MJF has already had. There, there's so many different things where, it, you know, when you're creating television or creating a, a pay-per-view, okay, how do I get here? I have an empty slate, an empty chalkboard. This is where I want to go because this is what I think what fans want to see. Because remember last week, they teased CM Punk, and he said, whoever's going to win that match, I'm next. Okay, I want to get to Punk versus Cole. Money. Or Punk versus Page. Money. Now I have Joe creeping up. Think of that. It's pretty impressive when you look at that main... When you look at the top of the AEW roster and you look at the talent that's on the top of the AEW roster, this is going to be a lot of great storylines when it comes to that AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And guess who we haven't seen in a long time, David? Who? Kenny Omega. We haven't. And when you talk about draws and you talk about putting asses in seats and anybody who wants to be an AEW doubter, this company is doing all that without Kenny Omega. That's impressive. And and Kenny Omega, and think about how long Kenny Omega was your AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Hangman Page is putting asses in seats. The whole sh- company is. 
but Hangman Page is the champion during a hot, hot time. And think about this. A lot of people, not myself, because I had Roman Reigns, but a lot of people had Kenny Omega as your wrestler of the year for 2021, and we haven't seen him at all in 2022. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.